0: Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard?
1: Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants.
0: There is no way stories like this exist, and there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear.
1: I mean, no one would do that. Right? Guys? I'm Allie LaFever.
2: I'm Lindsay Rush.
1: I'm Danny Chapman. And this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own.
0: Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie.
1: I'm Danny. I'm Lindsay. It's the final
2: episode. Wow. week. And then we were just like, huh.
1: A little behind the scenes fun fact that you would know is that I am currently listening to the recording on my phone with a stupid plug that is in my headphones. However, what you'd You both don't know is that I'm hearing my echo while I'm talking to you. (laughs) So if I double speak or if I lag weird or the normal, you know what's up.
2: Oh man. The plot thickens really. This finale. If you said that to get listeners excited. It's working. Yeah, it's
0: working. They're like, oh my God, mom, dad, Danny's got a double headphone sitch. He's going to record this against all odds. (laughs) Danny's got 20 headphones. 20 of himself (laughs) echoing in his ears. (laughs) 20 iterations.
1: Have either of you made it to the theaters to see Our Little Mermaid?
0: No. No, but my mom did. And she called me hyping it up so hard. She said she cried. She wants to go back and see it again. She said it was fantastic. (gasps) Nancy approved? Nancy approved. I mean, we're a big Disney fam. But yeah, Nance loved it. So I think I'm going to try to sneak out this week during the day and go see it by myself. It's perfect. You guys, I've heard there's a lot of, in a good way, gratuitous shots
2: of Prince Eric in a wet t-shirt or white collared shirt. A uh, lightweight linen garb. (laughs) Deeply unbuttoned.
0: So that's something to look forward to. Steamy. I mean, I think the casting, he's very cute. I still would prefer the cartoon version.
2: (laughs) Wasn't that who we had your, when an artist in the group made celebrity pairings? Yours was Prince Eric, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Mine was Prince Eric. Yeah. And he's, he's dipping me. Sea dip, which was oh my, like legs kicked in the air, legs. Oof. My legs are kicked in the air, <laughs> legs.
2: Well,
1: who would have thought then the triptych? Because you're getting dipped by Prince Eric, Lindsay. You're getting dipped by cousin Greg, and that's hot off the presses with Succession. It's true. And soon, in the next two to five years, we're going to get the Timothy Chalamet reboot of Willy Wonka. That will complete the third <laughs> dip.
0: Yes. <laughs> Wow. What happens then? Everything gets unlocked. This is like national treasure. Do you think we called this into existence? That's some magic. What are we, sorcerers? I don't know, but I
2: feel like mine's the only one that's problematic so far. So it's only a matter of time. Just buckle up, you guys. Oh, no. (laughs) I chose poorly. (laughs) He has not stood the test of
0: time. Messed. You guys, if Prince Eric gets canceled, I'll be broken. (laughs) I'll be broken as a woman.
2: Uh, Well, I think we have a few things to say, and then we're going to crank it.
1: For the finale. Well, we have two things. One unrelated to the little mermaid, but why not related to the little mermaid is if you're listening to this, it's officially pride month Woo-hoo! in America. Cause I know everybody celebrates around the globe at different times. And we know how important the LGBTQIA plus community is not just to fan fiction, but to the entire world. And we also know that this is a really hard time to be part of the community mm-hmm as just fuckery is going around. So what we want to do is our tradition of recognizing and celebrating pride and hot, hot, steamy action. (laughs) Um, So like we've done in the past, more details to come. We'll have already posted this by now. But um, if you contribute in any way, either in through political action, donations, starting your own political action fund, whatever it is, Let us know and we will send you some Fangasm and or maybe Paterotica pride. So more details to come on that.
0: Yes. So any charitable organization that's somehow adjacent to the LGBTQIA plus community, and we will gift back to you something very fun and steamy. So I think the best way to do it is to email us a copy of your donation receipt or a picture of you in a wrapped in a big red flag protesting, whatever, <laughs> um, to hi at fangasmpodcast.com or slide into our DMs. I mean, there's a million ways to get a hold of us at this point. So yeah, we'll send you a little treat.
1: And as some recipients of stickers in the past will note, it can either come really fast in a couple of days and sometimes it can slip my mind and be a surprise that comes within several months. But
2: <laughs> That's what's so fun.
1: That's what's so fun. You never know.
2: That's the Danny promise. He comes quick or maybe doesn't come at all. (laughs) But it's a surprise either way to him and to you.
1: So that's number one. Number two, we had so much fun playing around with ChatGPT, And we wanted to make sure that we got to some of Ariel's tale in this tale. And so we have a fun little story that we're going to read that I put the prompt in. I've not told the girls what is up. So this will be them hearing it for the first time. Can't wait. Maybe we could do that, and then we'll do the blowdown and wrap up this saucy little tahiti martini.
2: You guys, we should call it a blowhole for this one because of whale in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you don't get crabs. Okay. (laughs) All right, Danny, tell
0: us.
1: Okay. I am breaking one small rule, but I hope that's okay. It's not any of our core ones.
0: It's a thirty thousand word AI prompt <laughs> breaking one rule.
1: Don't even worry about it.
0: That would be Danny's one small rule he's going to break right now. It's like <laughs> this is going to take us three days. Other than that, it should be fine.
1: <laughs> should we do the song? <laughs>
0: yeah, let's do it.
1: Zero one one zero one one. We asked Chat GPT <laughs> to, to make write us this some
0: fun. <laughs>
2: <one>. <laughs> Great song.
1: Okay, it begins. Once upon a wild and wacky time, I will say that I had it write a story and then I had it, I said, write this again, but funnier and steamier. So sometimes it just says wild and wacky, you know, to make (laughs) it fun. Once upon a wild and wacky time in the fantastical world of Pepperland, there lived a sassy and seductive mermaid named Ariel
2: Pepperland
1: with her stunning voice and a tail that made all the other fish jealous. Ariel was the ultimate catch of the sea. It's oh, good wordplay. We're out of jobs. Little did she know that her life was about to take an unexpected turn. One filled with steamy romance and hilarious adventures. <laughs> that was the steamy and funny.
2: Danny, I feel like
0: these are your prompts come to life.
2: ChatGPT is like... It's like when you you need more words on your high school essay and so you just yes. add it you shove a ton of adjectives in there.
0: Yeah, it's like adjective overload. Like
2: it was wild, amazing, wacky and hysterical
0: story. I feel like the first time through it just said wild and then it was like, oh, let's, let's jack this up a level. <laughs> wacky.
1: <laughs> oh, he wanted steamy? Here is steam. <laughs> As the sun hit the water, it steamed. Yeah. One sunny day, while Ariel was busy singing her heart out near the surface, she heard an irresistible melody floating through the air. Intrigued, she followed the seductive sound until she stumbled upon a funky yellow submarine bobbing in the waves. Is this (laughs) a Beatles Beatles
2: crossover? (laughs) (laughs) Danny. Danny, did you say what would happen if Ariel stumbled upon the Beatles in a yellow submarine? Is that the prompt? <laughs> kind
0: of. There better be a Ringo Starfish <laughs> joke in here or else I'm out.
1: <laughs> there is not, Allie, and that is why we Damn will continue <laughs> only going to the best writers for this.
2: That's why obedient gives us to stay in business. Oh, so stupid.
1: <laughs> Curiosity sparked. Ariel decided to dive down beneath the depths and investigate this peculiar vessel. As she swam closer... The submarine's doors swung open, <laughs> killing everybody.
0: <laughs> Sucking everyone out. No, no, no,
1: no, no. <laughs> Revealing a group of cheeky characters known as the Beatles.
0: Hello, Ariel.
1: They were rocking out, their music pulsating through the submarine, shaking everything in its path. Among them, the most dashing and charming was none other than Paul McCartney. Strumming his guitar like a love god. <laughs>
0: oh, <wow. laughs> I love that Paul is also getting like hyped up in this story. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> AI plays favorites.
1: Okay, I, to know that was me. Oh. That was me. I had, a, <laughs> had I had. I known about Ringo and Starfish?
0: <laughs> Poseidon
2: McCartney. He's the god of the sea. <laughs> uh,
1: Poseidon Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Strumming his guitar like a love god. Ariel's heart skipped a beat and she knew she had to have him.
0: Wait, you guys, wouldn't they be called the Water Beetles? <laughs> Are there such a thing as Water Beetles? <laughs> yeah. Ew, that's perfect.
1: Totally. With her seductive voice and undeniable charm, Ariel swam alongside the submarine, adding her sultry vocals to their harmonies.
2: She's going to join the band. Is she the Yoko? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh no. Yoko oh no.
1: <laughs> Yoko Tuo. <two-oh>.
2: Yoko Tuno. <laughs> Yoko <two-oh. laughs> Oh, Yoko Oh no, here we go again. <laughs> oh.
1: Paul McCartney, ever the ladies' man, couldn't <laughs> resist her mesmerizing presence. His eyes widened as he caught sight of the enchanting mermaid. And he thought to himself, hey, maybe love does live under the sea. (laughs) Their encounters became a whirlwind of steamy rendezvous and hilarious escapades. Ariel and Paul spent countless hours together laughing, singing and creating music that would make even the most prudish fish blush. What do you think is the most prudish fish?
2: Probably... I don't know. I can't think of any fish names. I I, I know. The first fish I thought of was a clownfish, and I don't feel like he's prudish. No, opposite of prudish.
1: Who's one that, like, hides a
0: lot? Yeah, beta. That's good. (laughs) Cuddlefish?
1: Two male ones are pretty aggressive, though.
0: You guys, there's got to be, like, a sea anemone and a sea's enemy.
1: Like, the— Sea anemones to lovers?
0: (laughs) Yeah, sea anemones to lovers. Oh, (laughs) my (laughs) God.
2: That's, like, (laughs) when when Ursula and uh, Jafar got together.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: Totally. (laughs) Uh, Paul taught Ariel some unforgettable guitar tricks while Ariel shared her secret underwater dance moves, leaving him in awe as her chemistry grew hotter than a volcano in the tropics. Ariel found herself falling deeper and deeper in love with Paul's rock and roll charm. And Paul, well, he couldn't resist Ariel's mermaid mystique and her tantalizing voice that made him weak in the knees. Their love was like a firework show on the 4th of July full of sparks and explosive passion. But alas, there was a catch, and it wasn't Ariel. (laughs) Ariel was a mermaid, confined to the watery depths, Mm. while Paul was a landlubber, (laughs) rooted firmly on the ground. Determined not to let their love drown, they hatched a plan (laughs) to find a way to be together. And with the help of an eccentric sea turtle, they discovered a magical potion that temporarily turned Paul into a merman. Uh. And so, with Paul sporting a swanky tale of his own, they embarked on a raucous adventure across the seas, exploring underwater caves, serenading schools of fish, and making waves wherever they went. Their love was so steamy, (laughs) drink, that even the fish blushed and whispered scandalous tales to their friends. In the end, Ariel and Paul realized that their love was something out of a surreal dream. They defied the odds, merging their two worlds in a way that was hotter than a summer heat wave. Together they composed songs that set the world on fire, blending their magic of the ocean with the irresistible allure of rock and roll. As they sailed away in their groovy yellow submarine, <laughs> leaving a trail of scandalized sea creatures <laughs> in their way. <laughs> Ariel and Paul McCartney knew that <laughs> <laughs> old name. Ariel and Paul McCartney knew that their love story was a stuff of legends, a tale of passion, humor, and melodies that would go down in history. And they vowed to keep making music that would make the world blush and dance forever and ever.
0: You guys, there's got to be a whole discography of when... Yeah. Paul left the Beatles and ended up with Ariel. Like instead of let it be, it's like, let it see. Let it see.
2: All you need are legs. Do, 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 do. All you need are like, legs. Instead of come together, it's like swim together. Here comes the sun. Don't let me down is don't let me drown. Don't
1: let me down. <laughs> so stupid.
2: Oh, my gosh. Incredible. And that's it? Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Wow, that was just spectacular.
1: So steamy. So great. Well, let me know what you think. The prompt was, write me a 500 word story about Ariel falling in love with Paul McCartney on the yellow submarine.
2: That's so good.
1: And then edited to funnier and steamier.
2: (laughs) Well, and they said that for some—they never told us how or why, but all the fish were scandalized in their wake, which tells me there's—
0: more to the story. It was probably the haircut, Paul's haircut. <laughs> we don't know how that translated into, into the Murphle. A-
1: he does the flip, but it's just like a little, like a little <laughs> bullet.
0: Slick back. <sighs>
2: God, that was what a treat.
1: The rule I broke is that we don't really read about real humans because it's like a little weird, but.
2: Yeah, but we do on Patreon.
1: <laughs> yes. Well,
2: plug, plug,
0: plug. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We don't normally. Yes. We only abnormally do it.
0: I felt like that was a very safe reading of an actual person. I think they will not be offended. I bet Paul McCartney would love that.
1: The love God?
0: He
2: was like, I became a mermaid?
0: Sweet. A merman? It's probably the only thing he hasn't done yet is become a merman. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that was great. Wow. What a way to to kick off our final episode of this season. Thank you, Danny. That was so special and just (laughs) so silly. I loved it. Oh,
2: well... So from land and sea to the air, that's where we last Mm -hmm. left all of our villains in the airport on their Mm -hmm. way to get some booze before they board their plane to Tahiti. Mm -hmm. Gang's all there. And then there was a run in. Who were the exes that did not want to see each other? Hades and
0: Maleficent. And Gaston Gaston is buying drinks. I think that's how we left it. Yeah. And he was like buying around. And Jafar is trying to be really cool. Didn't he say like
2: boom roasted? Like he's... Yeah, he's like a hundred times. Turning into his old college (laughs) self. Someone killed someone, didn't Ursula? (laughs) Someone killed um, someone at the airport. Yeah. I can't remember who. So it's mayhem. It's pretty classic airport shenanigans, (laughs) really. Exes, lovers, drinks, violence. And that's where we left them, right? They're gonna, I think they're all gonna go to Tahiti and have this vacation. I'm excited. Maybe they'll spot a yellow submarine and be scandalized.
0: This whole time, Ursula thought Ariel was on her mantle and she like just (laughs) bailed on Eric for (laughs) Paul. It's a real twist of the story. She was like, shoot, I really need to organize (laughs) this mantle. I shouldn't have left Flotsam and Jetsam in charge.
1: It's the real moral. One's a prince, but the other is a sir. (laughs) So.
0: Okay,
2: I say we. We ready? Is this is the one time we can say we're diving in and it works.
1: <gasps> What's the sound you make for like diving in? Like, sploosh.
2: <laughs> oh, so nice. This is beautiful. Danny, you splooshed all over us. Splooge. <laughs> I think if you <laughs> dove in, it'd be Spooge. Uh, no, wait, I was Spooge. I'm Elle and you're Spooge, aren't you, Elle? I'm Spooge. Yeah. Yeah. So when you dive in, it makes the sound of spooge. And when I dive in, <laughs> it makes a splooge. And Danny's is just a splash. Splooge, spooge, I was <laughs> That's an oldie. Uh, okay, shall we?
0: Let's do it. The flight was long, but their spirits were high as they committed every horrible act they could between the states and Tahiti. Wow, every horrible act. Jeez. Mile High Club want to be on that flight.
1: They were just standing up early. <laughs> like it wasn't actually bad. It was just still like so fucking. You know, they were like putting two bags overhead. They
0: all brought crying babies on an airplane.
2: <laughs> they like unbuckled their seatbelt. Didn't go on airplane mode. They're like, we were bad
0: real bad <laughs> <laughs> they took their socks off uh, on the plane <laughs> oh
2: oh that's really bad
0: oh boy okay once they were there they promptly got to the hotel midday <laughs> before check-in as they <laughs> checked in Cora looked around where's just then they all turned to see Facilier chatting up a balding man that evil glint in his eyes they all knew too well Well, I'd like my hair to grow back. The middle-aged man was fretting, and Facilier's grin deepened as he produced some pink powder. That dream can come true. All you've got to do is shake my hand. Cruella grabbed the shadow man by the sleeves and ripped him away from the man, dragging him back to where the group was waiting for the island shuttle. Save it for the resort. She grumbled (laughs) like I was just still wheeling and dealing and scheming. She grumbled. Just then, (laughs) Hades' blue hair flashed red as he screamed at the concierge, lighting the desk on fire. What do you mean I can't use my flight snacks coupon? (gasps) Facilier smirked. Guess the god of the underworld didn't get that memo. Our shuttle is here, Klopin sang, gathering everyone excitedly and switching in a spin from his regular jester's outfit to khakis and a tropical print shirt. (laughs) They embarked. Dude, anyone? We should do (laughs) Beatles-themed. (laughs) 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 The entire vacation was spent catching up, setting small fires to cabanas. They were right by the pool. A few singed tourists weren't that big of a deal, right? Drinking, and in Hades and Maleficent's case, avoiding one another. On the last night, things got interesting. It was almost midnight, and the resort was lit. Probably from the fires they were setting. Yeah, I think they (laughs) literally mean. (laughs) It was a glow. A blaze. Cora was over by the bushes, sobbing and taking pictures of them. There. She sniffled, wiping her running mascara. They're just so well trimmed. Why can't my hired employees trim bushes this nice for the weddings I plan? She should go to Magical Muff. (laughs) Trim bushes exceptionally well there.
2: (laughs) She really should.
0: (laughs) She sobbed a little harder, stroking a hand along the bush and toppling into it. This is how I feel lately with my new gardening obsession. <laughs> oh, God. It's pruned beautifully. It was only a matter
2: of time before you brought up gardening.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> all I do now is read gardening books.
2: Hey, was not it, it Bibbity Bobbity bush another one of your, you and your mom's ideas? Yeah, for... yeah. Uh-huh.
0: yeah. <laughs> She's probably locked in a cage somewhere. <laughs> Fairy godmother. Jafar stood over by the pool, phone in hand. Iago, I told you not to call me this weekend. <laughs> oh, it's real important, <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a huge scandal with Jasmine's so father. so good, Allie. <laughs> so I still good. do it?
1: There's oh, a huge yeah. scandal
0: with Jasmine's father. <laughs> He's going around, claiming our whole company is a scam. And you somehow hypnotize his daughter into loving you. <gasps> so good. I can't even listen to myself use that voice. I believe <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey lived with it for 60
2: <laughs> plus years.
1: Possessed.
2: Imagine if he was Danny and he was hearing his own self <laughs> echo into
0: his ears trying to record a finale. You wouldn't have survived that, Danny. <clears throat> I'll deal with him when I get home, Jafar growled and slammed the phone down on the cabana table. Also, I'd like to apologize to our listeners. That must have been so jarring.
1: It was jafar <laughs>
0: What's the um?
2: It's like the audio equivalent of a jump scare because you were just reading it, and then all of a sudden you were like, ah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Suddenly it buzzed again and he picked it up furiously. I thought I told you to fuck off. Just then Ursula slithered by and plucked his phone from his hand, tossing it over to the pool. Jafar, a female voice shouted on the other line, and Jafar's eyes widened as he tried to catch his phone before it fell into the water. He missed it and clenched his fist as he watched the device shorten buzz as it sunk to the bottom of the pool. Special, Jafar muttered angrily. Now my wife thinks I hate her. A little break's well worth it, Scar smirked, coming by to join his own wife. I prefer the desert heat myself, Jafar sighed. Anyway, she'll get over it, the senator waved off, which is Scar. Besides, a little friendly rivalry in a marriage never hurt anyone, Ursula grinned, taking Scar's arm and rubbing it suggestively. With a little help of a little red lipstick, Scar growled at her, eyeing his wife, and body language, Ursula <laughs> laughed, bumping Scar so hard he fell into the pool, she shrugged, <laughs> and jumped in to save her hydrophobic husband from drowning. No one chugs a, no one chugs a boilermaker like Gaston. <laughs> Gaston shouted, and the handsome villain did just that. He tipped back an entire Boilermaker after pouring the shot in and slammed it down on the poolside bar. A group of girls cooed over him, stroking his shoulders and sighing. He smiled at them.
1: What's a Boilermaker?
0: I don't know. I was going to ask. Is it like an Irish car bomb? I think it's beer and a shot of some sort. Okay.
2: Together. A Boilermaker, a glass of beer mixed with a
1: shot of whiskey. So. Okay. Yeah. I felt really important to the plot. Thank you. Okay.
0: Care for a dip, ladies? He boomed. They all deflated, obviously hoping for a little more, but Gaston just chuckled devilishly. In my jacuzzi? They all squealed, (laughs) following him back to his room. On the way, they passed Facilier on the path through the palm trees, who was out of his mind drunk, talking to two frogs hopping around on a lantern. You two made my life hell for a month, he sneered at the harmless creatures, (laughs) pointing at them accusatorily. (laughs) A damn month, I thought I was going to die, going to be dragged to, to actual hell just for a couple of slimy little frogs, he scowled. Oh, but I forgot, Tiana. It's mucus, ain't it? The frogs just stared at him in confusion, their stomachs inflating. Facilier sighed, deeply realizing how delusional he seemed talking to two amphibians when everyone else was out there partying by the bar. He was supposed to be enjoying himself, having a good wicked time. He knew what he had to do. Sneaking off to a quiet area of the resort by the ice machines, he conjured up a portal and clasped his hands together. Friends, he hiccuped. I know I'm in hock to y'all pretty deep already, but I need a little assistance getting laid. Sure, he had Lawrence back home, but when would he ever find out?
2: Whoa.
1: Oh,
0: jeez. you have got a what-happens-in-Tahiti-stays-in-Tahiti situation. Wow, wow, Now I know what you're thinking, Vasilier laughed. "'What's in it for y'all? "'Well, I promise y'all the souls of every single tourist in this resort by tomorrow morning!' The mass of his friends on the other side looked at one another, and the portal suddenly disappeared, replaced by clopin hanging down in front of him on a vine with a rose between his teeth. "'I saw you stumble over here, Cher. the playful Frenchman said worriedly, flipping down and brushing something off of Fosse's shoulder. "'Is everything all right?' Facilier gulped. Upstairs, Hades had come up to relax a little bit more. He was something of an introvert and hated big parties. Opening his door, he accidentally ran smack dab into Watch where you're going, you insolent. Maleficent's eyes widened as she saw who it was, and the fury seemed to burn within her. You? She burns for him. <laughs> Hey, it was an accident, Haiti muttered, and she crossed her arms. Oh, I suppose it was an accident when you just upped and left me in college for another woman?
1: She's been holding on to that. Oh, yeah. That felt good.
0: They stayed silent for a second, glaring at each other with pure hatred, before the sound of Gaston fucking next door became too much, and the politician grabbed the seamstress by the wrist, leading her further down the hall. I was scared, all right, Haiti shot back softly. Mel, I— He stroked a hand over his blue hair. I still think about you all the time, ruling, sorry, running New York by my side. <laughs> you and your romantic advances, Mel growled. But as she turned to leave him, Hayes caught her by the wrists, pinning her to the wall. <gasps> Ooh, You're going to have to forgive me sooner or later, she scowled ferociously. But he just grinned that smug, stupid grin. You know you want to. Unfortunately for Maleficent, she had had a few drinks and knew she was about to make a bad decision. That didn't stop her from making it anyway, and she smashed her lips into Hades and dragged him into her room across the hall. Okay. Back down by the pool, Scar looked like a wet cat trying to shake himself dry on a bar stool. Ursula was patting him dry with a towel and cooing, pressing kisses to his face while trying to stifle laughs at his little growls. He got a drink and clenched his jaw as he regarded the stiff vodka. Long live the king, he grumbled and (laughs) downed it in one sour go. Isn't his song Be Prepared? He sings Long Live the King. That's one of his lyrics too, right? Be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Which he was not before falling into the pool was my point. Ah, yes. I'm glad. What a journey. A lot of bravado for a guy who's soaking wet. Facilier lounged languidly on one of the lawn chairs facing Clopin, who sat opposite him. So, give me a show, sugar, Facilier drawled, slurring his words a little. Clopon grinned, equally shit-faced, and pulled out two puppets that looked like the two of them. With an evil smile, he stuffed them both together repeatedly, making obscene noises, and Facilier let out a laugh. Oh, my. Rather risque for a puppet show, don't you think? He was promptly cut off by Clopon crawling his fingers up Facilier's exposed chest and sealing their lips together in a soft, chaste kiss. The voodoo doctor drew back a little in surprise. The last time they had kissed was college, and that had been one of the best nights of their lives. <gasps> Voodoo-in' it.
1: Clopon earlier was like, oh wait, don't open that portal. I'll open your portal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Allow me.
1: Here, if you need a hole stuffed, I got you. <laughs>
0: There's only one porthole being opened today. and Portal and portholes. <laughs> <laughs> don't think, Cher. The little performer smiled, rolling under the chair with his friend. Clopon will make everything better tonight. He tossed the... (laughs)
2: Tonight.
0: Tonight. He tossed the puppets aside and cupped the taller man in another deeper kiss. From the impeccably trimmed bushes, Corella bopped her wife on the head to wake her up. (laughs) Like little bunny (laughs) foo-foo. Cora sat up in the leaves, blinking hazily. What? Look, Corella cackled quietly and zoomed her phone in. So she had a good shot of Fachi and Clopon heatedly making out by the pool. "'Oh, that's awesome blackmail,' Cora snorted. "'Isn't it just darling?' Corella laughed and took five pictures. "'Oh, now that's just evil,' Jafar drawled, walking by and happening upon the two heads poking out of the bushes. The two women looked up, and all three started laughing. The echoes of evil laughter sounded throughout the resort into the small hours of the morning when empty bottles, palm tree leaves, and bikini bottoms were (sighs) strewn all over the place.' If anybody dared throw them out for their anarchy and mess, Cora would surely call for their head, so no one even dared approach the frightening pack. In the morning, though, all hell broke loose.
1: What was that first part? What? That was not all hell? Yeah. That was just normal? (laughs) Bikinis strewn about? (laughs)
0: What are you doing in my bed? Maleficent screamed, already beginning her transformation into a dragon. She broke through the roof and ate the people on the floor above her as she smashed the ceilings. Below her, Jafar blinked at the complimentary access computer he was using to check his work emails. This guy cannot relax. Yeah. He looked up at what used to be the first floor when a piece of concrete just missed his nose and he rubbed his temples. Now, now, calm down. Hades panicked, pulling his black swim shorts back on and his black top as well. Let's look at this rationally. Huh. When has she ever been rational, Gaston? Who happened to be perched on Mel's nose? <laughs> wait, what? Still in his bed with a girl? Asked. Wait, did he? Did he shoot through the floor and that was into Gaston's room?
2: Oh, did she get big? Doesn't she get really large? Yeah, she's yeah, she mad? gets big. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's in bed with a girl on her nose as a dragon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Gaston, who happened to be perched on Mal's nose, still in his bed with a girl, asked. Mal puffed some green flames, so Gaston put up his hands. No offense, of course. Please don't hurt me. Maleficent puffed angrily again, and the girl in the hunter's bed screamed and tried jumping off, only to fall into Mal's jaw and get chewed to a pulp. Oh, my gosh. God.
1: She was a hottie. (laughs) Now she's really hottie.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Gaston remarked, cocking his head, but slid down his friend's scaly back as she finished swallowing the pretty brunette. Hey, hey, Mal. Hades called up from his knees. Please, I want you running my campaign with me. So romantic. (laughs) (laughs) The dragon seemed taken aback. Yeah, that's right. The undead New Yorker nodded. I want you to come back with me. Maleficent immediately returned back to her tall, slender self, black hair done up in two clips. Really? Really, really. Haiti smiled, taking her hands. Okay, who quoted Shrek? Clopin shouted, opening one eye. <laughs> I don't get it.
1: I think that's what made Maleficent mad. Oh. <laughs> For like a dragon from Shrek reference.
0: Oh, so stupid. Clopin shouted, opening one eye. This prompted Facilier to awaken as well, who was splayed out over top of the smaller man, still on the lounge chair. Well, a very good morning to you, Copan grinned, booping Facilier on the nose, and the shadow man let out a screech, bouncing up and grabbing his hat, which now had a hole in it. Someone must have taken it last night for one intoxicated reason or another. Shit, he screamed. I've still got a hundred souls to deliver. I told him by morning I'd get them. Souls, you say? Jafar smirked, whisking over and pulling out a small device. It looked like a little phone, but his phone had been destroyed the night before, so this must be something different. Genie, he commanded. Oh, an
1: iPod shuffle. (laughs) A genie shuffle.
0: (laughs) You never know what you're going to get. Genie, he commanded, and a weary looking blue hologram came out. I want all the souls from these tourists collected. Yes, master, the genie muttered, and suddenly everyone heard screaming all around them. Ah, music to my ears, (laughs) Ursula chuckled. Eh, baby? (laughs) Quite. Scar gave a small smile, pecking on the cheek, and he winced, rubbing his head from his hangover. "'Have you got my aspirin, my love?' Over at their bushes, Cora and Corella stood, dumbfounded, staring at the Arabian CEO. "'You've been hiding a genie this whole time?' Cor exclaimed. Jafar sniffed, turning his nose up. "'I never know who to trust with you lot.' "'Never did.' "'But we had a good time, didn't we?' Clopon asked, gathering everyone around. Everyone murmured their agreement. "'See? We need to do this more often.' If by more often you mean never, I implicitly concur, scarred deadpan, but Ursula pouted. I'll do it again. Hell, so would I. Aha! Facilier (laughs) suddenly shouted, slapping the genie a high five. One down, 270 to go. Gaston turned back, fluxing a little and leaning forward. Before we leave, you know what would make this trip even better? Corella turned, scowling at the macho man. What, you getting eaten by Maleficent? Gaston looked shocked at the fact that anyone would want the gorgeous specimen that was him dead. Of course not. I've got my eye on that. He pointed over to the complimentary buffet <laughs> where an enormous <laughs> pile of eggs was waiting. There had to be five dozen at least.
2: <laughs> of course, the make your own or get it omelet station is his favorite.
0: <laughs> you know what would make this trip even better? Five dozen eggs. More protein.
1: <laughs> He's got to be hungry. He's just been yeah. screwing all night.
0: Banging brunettes. Yeah. So Gaston shoved his way through the crowd, taking the entire platter back to a banquet table. Near the salivating body double, Facilier tossed a frog at a middle aged bird watcher's head, knocking him out, and summoned something pale and pink from his body, presumably his life force. Now we're cooking. For his penis. (laughs) Something pale and pink. (laughs) Now we're cooking, the shadow man shouted, and Maleficent looked at Hades. Are we the only sane ones left? We're back together. How sane could we possibly be? Hades chuckled. And the group of friends were soon surrounded by the sweet chorus of tourists screaming for their lives, (laughs) and Jafar, quite uncharacteristically gleefully, hypnotizing people with his genie and staff. Some things never change, Clopin sighed happily and snapped his fingers in a puff of purple, taking a sip of a Jester Mardi Gras daiquiri. The end of this oh, wow. season. Oh.
1: Some things never change. Villains eating people and eggs. Some things <laughs> never, never change.
0: People and eggs? Villains <laughs> eating people and eggs. <laughs> <Do-do-do>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. When the season ends, check your underpants is your tried it up, up or down. down. <laughs> <That's the
1: worst laughs>
0: I've ever stopped. Try it <laughs> up or down.
1: <laughs> sing it like Gilbert. Try it up <laughs> or down. <laughs> now sing it like Peter Griffin.
0: Ah, uh, trident up or down, Lois.
1: <laughs> Wait, now the Green Goblin. And that's the last one.
0: What does he sound like? Trident up or down, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Parker. Oh, uh, Danny, yeah. you sing it like Luna Lovegood.
1: <laughs> trident up or down.
2: What about? Okay, now Pansy Parkinson. Pansy, Yeah.
1: Trotting up or down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now, Lucia's from Savannah, Georgia.
1: <laughs> uh, trotting up or down.
2: <laughs> we need to make a video of all these impressions just singing that one's up
0: or down. That's great, you guys. Oh, man. Just one bad impression after another. Oh. I have to say, my trident is up to Mount Olympus. I could spend 10 more seasons with these characters. They're so funny. They're so well written. I just love the banter. I love that they're so insanely evil. The chaos they're causing. We've got Maleficent and Hades are back together. We've got some hookup action with Clopin and Facilier. I mean, Cora's weeping over roses. So I'm like, it's a very relatable character for me. Um, just <laughs> uh. This is the such a fun season. I know we didn't get any sex, which is a first, but we got steamy moments.
2: Well, but it was alluded to. We didn't get in. Yeah. But people got into it.
0: It wasn't even safe for us to be there during the
2: sex. Right. I mean, we could have been killed. So it's good we skipped it. Eaten and not in the good way.
1: <laughs> Our pubes singed off.
2: Oh, boy. Uh, My trident, my submarine... Is above water, which actually is mm. not good for a submarine. It's underwater, but that means up. Okay. Mm, yes. Do the math. I thought that was a blast. I love that they were like <laughs> the music to their ears. The screams of the souls mm. dying all around them. Oh my
0: God, so good. <laughs> Dan.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, my Trident swallowing the depths of hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. In a good way. Yeah. I mean, I just love the Gaston and and Beau in bed on Maleficent's <laughs> nose. <laughs> Somebody was definitely handcuffed on the bed, and so that probably <laughs> helped, but that's the only reason he was safe.
2: Chaos, classic.
1: No, cast in my ass. What a fun, sexy, silly story! Tahiti tourism, watch out because <laughs> we're all going to fuck shit up.
0: <laughs> Incredible. Um, what a season! You know, it was so great. Well. This is great. And so I think something else we can announce is that by the time you listen to this episode, we will have our Guardians of the Galaxy quickie in Patreon. And then we will be getting ready for our next season, which is, we haven't decided yet, but it could be Succession. It could be Indiana Jones. We've got a few stories cooking. A few June surprises. And then we have one of our listeners, I found out this morning, is in the midst of writing us a Barbie story. And that'll come For out July. in July. Yeah. So
2: um, I'm really excited. It's going to be great. Eee. Awesome. Okay, cuties.
1: Send us your hot, steamy pride action.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Be hot,
1: steamy, and proud. We love you. And then the other things that Allie just said, Lindsay, what were you going to close mm-hmm. on? What's your parting thought, your parting legs thought?
2: No, I mean, I mean, I just said we love you just because I'm the most tender of the three. That's where mm-hmm. my heart, Totally. Is just all about love for them. She's the kind
0: one. You know.
1: Chicken tender.
0: <laughs> you know me. Well, we love you. Okay, see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. This was so fun. Love you guys. Mwah. Mwah. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe
2: to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher.
1: For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20 plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals.